Hello and welcome to Marathon Time Breakthrough with Dr. Dave Bird. Dave, how are you today? I'm really well, thank you. Now, some of you of a certain age may remember Dame Vera. Well, Dave's lady of the moment is actually Vain Vera. So, Dave, would you like to explain who Vain Vera is and why she's important to runners? Absolutely. Well, Vain Vera is one of my cartoon characters, one of the 26 that I'm demonstrating as showing one of the things that holds runners back from getting the times that they truly deserve over the marathon distance. Now, Vain Vera, her problem isn't some kind of training technique mistake or, or anything like that. She's just damn vain. She just turns up for training or a practice race or the marathon itself and she's more concerned with outward appearance and image than any proper preparation or any attention to how she should be performing on the day. I'm not being sexist here because I'm basing this on experiences going back through my 30-year um, competitive running career mm. of seeing countless numbers of men and women wearing the most outrageously expensive new gear including new running shoes, which is an absolute no-no if you're lining up for a race. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this, you saw them, they were so prominent at the start, it was like a cornflakes ad. <laughs> and yet you never saw them. You never saw them at the end. Yeah. So, so really what you're, you're coming down to is the fact that they were buying inappropriate kit yeah. because of how it looked and yeah. the label on it. Yeah. rather than whether it's going to help them That's actually right. get a good time, That's good right. technique in running. And we all suffer from it. I've, I've got a bit of a kind of thing with, you know, Apple products, but we're being heavily marketed all the time. And these marketing companies would have you believe that every item of kit is critical over and above your own kind of um, endeavours and your own hard graft and grit and it belies the fact that that is primarily what the marathon is, a hard individual challenge. Obviously, we can't talk about every piece of kit. No. So what would you say are the three pieces of kit that every runner should choose because of what they do mm. for them rather mm. than what they look like? Well, pairing it down to just the three, and I'm glad you've given me that challenge. Number one is shoes. You've got to have the right pair of shoes and that doesn't mean the pair of shoes that one of the big companies has told you is the right pair it's going to a reputable running store and getting something called gait analysis where your technique on the treadmill is carefully analyzed mm -hmm. and they look at your foot motion and they work out the type of shoe first that is right for you in terms of its stability, its mm. cushioning, and factors like that. When you say a quality running running store, that's not somewhere like one of the big chains. When you're doing something as serious as a marathon event, please, please go to a running store. So that that will be in in the local area to yeah. where people live. Yeah, yeah. I don't think um, with the you know massive growth of online retailing these people in the running stores get the credit they deserve mm. because you get that service um, you get that service of somebody attending like a good tailor with a suit yeah. attending to your needs and 
taking the time and trouble to assess your action mm. and then matching you up with the perfect trainer. Yeah, and, and I suppose you could assume, couldn't you, that the people in the running stores are runners themselves. Would that be fair to say? 70, 80%, I would yeah. say. So that they know the problems that people are going to have, don't they? And some of them, you know, I can think of one who's an ex-international. So, oh, right. You know, yeah. um, so you're going to be in good hands, basically. You're going to be in good hands, yeah. Okay, so that's shoes. Two more on this channel. Two more. Well, the second one, I think if you're going to be pacing yourself for a marathon and my um, consultation, I, I go deep into pacing sessions to get in the right training zone, you can't get away from having a decent watch. I really would invest in a decent Garmin watch or Polar watch or something of that ilk because you need really accurate GPS, don't rely on kind of mobile phone masks. Because you need to be knowing for these very specific sessions mm. like faster, longer runs and marathon pace running where you're running at your desired marathon pace mm -hmm. that you are accurately gauging distance. Because if you're slightly out, that can actually have a huge bearing on the accuracy of your training and therefore the accuracy of your fitness development. Yeah, because they don't they don't just measure distance, do they? they? They measure how much you've gone up, how much you've gone down. You can factor in things like gradient and, and look at the effort level by pairing it up with a heart rate monitor as well. So when I say watch, what I basically mean is some kind of pace and effort monitoring equipment. Mm. So we're going to be looking at those in more detail we in are. another show. Yeah, We are. Okay. So we've had the, the first one, which is the shoes. The second yeah. one, which is the, yeah. the the watch, for want of a better way of calling it. Yeah. What would you say the last crucial piece of kit is? Well, that... the third one is wickable clothing. Right, And okay. gone are the days now, particularly if you're preparing for a marathon and doing all of those miles in all kinds of weather. To be running around in a cotton T-shirt is absolute trauma. To be on a hottish day, if, if you're training for an autumn marathon during the summer, to be coming back drenched in sweat just mm. get some really good wickable tops and shorts and get socks that are blister proof go the whole hog and spend the money so marathon schedule can cross different seasons at times mm. and mm. so you have to be at the one hand be prepared for hot weather and then on the other be prepared for torrential downpours or snow or whatever mm. so you know make sure you've got some good outer layering that's yeah. windproof and able to wick moisture mm. Okay, socks is possibly the next biggest thing that we get asked about a lot in terms of running. Generally, there's lots of different brands, again, like anything, and there's lots of different versions. Um, personal preference is paramount as always, because your best friend may run in a thick sock, you may hate a thick sock. So it's maybe a bit of trial and error in terms of working out what is best for you first. Um, one of the most popular things we hear about all the time in work is about people who experience blisters when they run. Again, it can be lots of contributing factors. One thing to try is a double layer sock. Hilly do a version that's got two layers to the actual sock. So one of those layers molds to your foot as you run. The other layer sits around the outside of that. So any friction that happens whilst you're running either within the trainer or against the sock liner, ideally happens between the two layers of the sock as opposed to your poor foot in the sock. Next to that, you've got just a one layer version of a sock, which is just a light, a nice lightweight sock. All of the socks are high wicking. That means as opposed to a standard cotton sock which will just absorb all the sweat that happens when you run, a high wicking sock is trying to transfer that sweat away into the sock liner of the new nice new trainer that you've bought that's got a breathable upper mesh which will then dissipate that as you run. 
if you've got a cotton sock, it just holds all the sweat in, contributes to running and then sometimes can cause blistering. So that's just a nice lightweight one layer sock. Some people prefer a thicker padded cushion sock. A couple of variations of these. Something like this from Tholo adds a padding through the entire length of the bottom of the sock. They're almost like running on a brand new carpet, which sounds a bit like luxury, but for some people that can be a little bit uncomfortable. So they do a thinner version of this where you've got the padding just on the impact zones. So padding in just the base of the heel and in the forefoot and the rest of the upper is just nice and lightweight and comes up just over the ankle. The next addition in terms of the socks, you can get a compression sock. And these basically come up to just below the knee. The best versions of these um, reasoning are just because they've got graduated compression. The idea of this is that it kind of compresses the area of the calf, stimulates new blood flow to the area. So if you do get any issues with kind of calf cramping or any issues with your Achilles tendons and tendonitis, they can sometimes help to manage that. So apparel and clothing is really important for your training as well. Again, personal preference and you can buy what colours you like, but there's a few different pointers out there for things that different brands offer. The first thing would be a Lycra running short. And the idea with these is that when you run through impact, your muscles oscillate, which means they move slightly. The idea behind a Lycra is that it will support and stabilise that movement a little bit in hope that then the fatigue through the next day won't be, will be a bit more manageable. Um, a Lycra short is meant to be quite a tight fitting product. Not so tight that you feel restricted when you're running or when you're moving, but enough that it feels like it's holding everything. Alongside that, you can get a baggy short, which are nice and lightweight. All the materials are high wicking, so again, much like the socks, they're designed to wick away the sweat as quickly as possible, not to absorb and retain, retain sweat and make them heavy and uncomfortable to wear, so reduce chafing. Inside as well, there's a lining, so if you didn't want to wear underwear, you've got something in there that is already pre-built in. Another essential fact is looking at labels, especially if you're looking at maybe longer distance running, um, anything that is in there that feels like it's rubbing or could be annoying could rub into a mark or cause quite a bit of chafing. A lot of products now that you see here have just got a printed label as opposed to a tag that flaps or sticks out. Some of them generally have got a label that can be removed safely just by cutting. You just want to be careful that, again, you're not aware of it so that it would be annoying over kind of a long period of time in terms of running. Another version of shorts puts in those two together really nicely, which is what we call a twin short. Now, the benefit of these is that you've got a nice baggy lycra short on the top, but underneath, pre-built in, is a supportive lycra tight fitting short. This is going to help reduce, hopefully, chafing and is going to keep everything nice and supported underneath the short, but you don't have to walk around in a pair of Lycra shorts, you get the benefit of a baggy short on top. The key point about the clothing, again, can't stop saying enough about it, is the high wicking nature of the material. Anything that's cotton is just going to absorb all the sweat that happens when you're running, and it's going to make the material heavy, stick to you, and potentially cause a lot of chafing and uncomfort when you run. A material like this, which is high wicking, is designed again to transfer all the sweat that's happening into the material and then out of it quickly. They're very quick drying and very lightweight. You should almost feel like you're kind of not really wearing a great deal. This particular one is seam free, so again, is going to help to reduce any issues with kind of chafing. That's a men's singlet, which people tend to use maybe in the summertime as it gets a little bit hotter. Alongside that, something like a t shirt, again, same thing with the material 
high wicking so it's not going to kind of absorb any of the sweat really nice and lightweight another important part are these panels underneath the armpits that's a mesh material that's going to be even more breathable which follows through onto the back the key points of kind of getting too hot when you're running so another addition in terms of the clothing is a long sleeve t-shirt something like this will add a little bit of extra warmth whilst you're running in kind of colder conditions and also maybe a little bit of rain again nice and lightweight and high wicking so it's going to wick away the sweat quicker from your skin than a standard cotton top the key point to this is obviously the high visibility of the material and the color and the fact that it's got a lot of reflective scotch taping on it as well see these parts on the arms that come through material is a little bit thicker and that's going to be picked up by any kind of light as you're running on the streets um, as it gets darker or early morning if you're going out first thing before work or your day again we've got nice mesh through the back and underneath the armpits to keep you nice and cool high visibility is extremely important as you get through to the darker nights and earlier mornings um, if you can't be seen by a vehicle or a cyclist or pedestrians then you won't have any room made for you and it's really unsafe to be running around in dark lots of people want to go out not be seen so they end up going up head to toe in in black kit and you just you're invisible to cyclists and car users and pedestrians alike on the streets layering is another key factor to your apparel lots of people if it is a little bit colder will throw a jacket on or they'll brave it in maybe just a short sleeve t-shirt and suffer then from a cold maybe the next day from being out in the elements for a long time running Layering is really important and it's a really good tool to use with your um, training and your um, clothing because it just means you can, you can layer efficiently. If you've got a nice high wicking base on underneath, say for example this reflective top, you're covering your arms so everything's nice and covered. If you pop a gilet then on top, something like this, it adds an extra layer to your core. If you keep your core warm, essentially the rest will follow. It's the important part of your body so you need to keep it nice and wrapped up. Something like this is nice and lightweight, nice and reflective again, so you're gonna be visual when you're running up and down on the roads, but it's also gonna protect your core and it's got a windproof nature to it as well. So when you're out in the elements, when it's raining and it's windy, something like this is gonna add an extra layer of protection to help with your layering. Alongside that, you can then go into a running jacket. There's so many different variations and there's lots of different weights and obviously visual ones that you can get as well you can get ones that have got a hood sometimes you may find that's a little bit annoying because obviously if the wind is so strong it may just get blown down something like this is a really nice lightweight running smock it's a half zip unit so you just pop it on and this handy bag that it comes to shows the size that this jacket will fold down into whilst you're running it's got a handy clip on the side so then you can either just hold it as you run or loop it through like a, a loop on one of your shorts or your leggings and it just means you've got, if you're going for a longer run, if the weather is subject to change, you've got something to pop on or it's just an easy layer to take off mid-run. Again, reflectivity is important. This one's nice and high-vis, so you're not going to be missed. It's got these dots of reflective, almost like a 360 all the way around the product. So everywhere you look, there's something on there that's going to be caught out by bike lights or headlights from a vehicle. And again, something like that on top of a high-wicking top is just going to keep you nice and cool you're not going to get too overheated and it's nice and lightweight. You can get fully Gore-Tex waterproof jackets. The price of those will increase and you will lose out on the breathable nature of a jacket because the moment you go into something that's Gore-Tex, 
you'll have fully taped seams, which will reduce the amount of airflow going through. Is, is there a real need for runners to schedule their, their exercise, want a better way of putting it, regularly throughout the week? It's absolutely paramount. Yeah. It's absolutely crucial, both in terms of making sure you fit in all your key sessions, but also it's really vital to be flexible enough to make sure you train in the right conditions. Mm. And I'll give you an example. If you're doing just a humdrum steady run, then mm. it's not so crucial if you're going out and the weather's a bit inclement mm. because it's a steady bread and butter run. But if you're doing a very specific run, like a faster, longer mm. run, where you're trying to achieve a certain intensity and a mm. certain rhythm, then I would advocate running that under ideal conditions. So if you've got a weather app and you can spot that Thursday is the perfect day to do that and you scheduled it as Tuesday and you swap it, you can still get the easier running in between, but then run on the Thursday when the conditions are good. So is there any way that you can help people schedule their runs in a much more uh, efficient way? I've got some software called the Smart Scheduler. Mm -hmm. And the brilliant thing about this is it gives you incredible flexibility Mm -hmm. to go through those pacing steps but within a planned framework based on the best principles for marathon running. So what I mean by that is when you type in all your running preferences, like whether you're an ostrich or a camel, we covered that in one of the previous videos, and you type in how many weeks you've got to train, la di da di da you will also, once the schedule comes out from that as the framework, have the opportunity to vary which days you do certain sessions mm. just by changing a setting to cover up for these facts of weather variation Mm. or whether you're feeling a bit under par so for example you could substitute a fast interval session it's Mm -hmm. hard work for a more gentle fartlek session where you're just playing with speed in in nice rolling parkland Mm. or something so you developed this software for yourself yes. in order to make your running more efficient. Yes. And I understand that you use it with your clients then. Absolutely. Yeah. So does it cover all the four phases? You know, it the does. trial, the trail, sorry, the steps, the pillars and the pediments? It does indeed. And to get you started, you can get instant access. There'll be a link below this video to the trail and steps phase for free. And then, as I'm sure you will, if you really get into this uh, scheduling software, then there will be the opportunity to go further into the very important marathon-specific phase and then finally into the pediment phase before your marathon. There you go. You have a a free offer of software to help you schedule your marathon running. What other things does it do, just out of interest? You can type in any marathon date and it automatically, when you put in the number of weeks you've got available, it gives you those dates so you instantly know what day you're doing what session. You can even switch the day of your long run. You can choose your long run to be on a Sunday, but if you've got a super busy lifestyle with lots of family commitments, it gives you the opportunity to do those long runs on a Thursday. Excellent. So there you go, a brilliant offer from Dr. Dave that will help you schedule your marathon running and training in a very professional way. Dave, thank you very much for all that you've told us today. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to our next chat. Fantastic. Fantastic.